Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how you doing? I'm Jolly Roger, and I'm going to be on JBTV. Watch it. JBTV. Welcome to the JBTV podcast. Each and every show is dedicated to great music lovers. Are you ready? The podcast starts right here, right now. New music now. Well, I'm Jolly Roger. Uh, Everybody calls me Jolly Roger. I was in the ninth grade, and a fellow jumped on my shoulders, and he said it was like being on the Jolly Green Giant. Oh, really? I had just moved from New York City to El Paso, Texas, and I was 16 years old. I was willing to be accepted as Jolly, Uh and I became that Jolly fellow. Yeah, well, you are very Jolly. Yeah, yeah. And then when I worked with Kiss, uh, Gene Simmons said I need I couldn't just be Jolly on the uh, rooming list. I needed a second name, so uh-huh. I should be Jolly Roger. Stagehands Union, Local 2. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So you like your pirate logo thing back here? But yeah. you did say that you, you've you altered this logo a little bit. This is the one I made, so. Yeah. Well, do you have a piece of paper I could borrow for a second? Uh, sure. Hey, for you, Jolly, anything. We'll we'll take care of whatever you need here. Hang on. Would you like a lined piece of paper or? It doesn't matter. Okay. I have a sharpie. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll, uh, I'll just I'll just sign something for you to show you one of the ways I've changed it. Okay. Uh-huh. So here we are. He's uh, signing his. Uh, well, you'll have an autograph now from wow. me. I'm so honored. This is a great edition of JBTV. I got the one and only Jolly Roger on this edition of JBTV. And you're going to find out a lot about this guy on this edition of the show. This yeah, is awesome. Well, I didn't know you were an artist, too. Uh, a little bit. Yeah? Mostly with a crescent wrench. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what the crescent wrench comes in. Uh-huh. That and I didn't feel I should carry a gun, so I carried a... 600 millimeter crescent wrench Mm -hmm. there you go there's an autograph for you wow here we go look at that (laughs) this is the first uh, that we've had this you know so (laughs) wow you are so talented well yeah you know that's like they say uh who's the guy that hangs out with musicians drummers yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, you know my friend martin atkins <laughs> yes <laughs> and you know we did an interview with martin atkins uh a week or so ago oh yeah and he was saying how you uh gave him some advice on drumming and uh <laughs> something like you know i can't be doing this for the next 20 years you know with his back issues and everything well he kept being a, a muppet and bouncing off of everything and being a punk rocker uh-huh and you can still play punk rock but you can't necessarily uh act like you did when you were 
20, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. He did show us the drum trick, though. You know, on the the headbutt thing on the on the symbol, you know. Yeah. But he showed the, the real secret of it. It's like a magician. You think he's doing it with his head, but no, he's doing it with the drumstick. <laughs> so I did that with him. You know, what a nice guy, though. You've yeah. known him for quite a while now, right? Ah, uh, yeah, since uh, late eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe it was late eighties. Yeah, uh, I met I met him and uh, Bill Briefland. Well, I met all of them when I did ministry on mm-hmm. the Mind's a Terrible Thing to Taste tour. Now, what did you do for that? Uh, <laughs> everything. Yeah, I was the accountant. I was the uh, tour manager. Did all the booked all the. I just did everything. Now, back then, was it a cash business? Be- oh, yeah. Yeah, because when we did the tours, we did the commercials with Joe Kelly, and occasionally they would pay us. We'd go to the show to get yeah. paid, and there'd be a little office, a dingy little, ugly little place, and they'd have all this money laying out, and so, oh, oh here's yeah. yours, here's that. You know, it's uh, that's not that way anymore. Well, with Pigface, we carried money counters. Oh, really? With the machines to... Uh, just just to get it right and get it right in a hurry. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, you know, a ministry would play someplace, and I don't know. Let's say they would get twenty grand. Well, you couldn't. There was no way to send twenty grand back, and mm-hmm. if you got a check, they might be ripped off. So you had to do cash. Yeah, that would be all over the world. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a stack of brand new hundred dollar bills. You got to yeah. crumple them all up before you can count them. Are you a musician? <laughs> No, I no. do lighting. Lighting, oh, cool. Lighting has totally changed too, hasn't it? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well, you know, I, I when I was when I was doing most of my lighting stuff, it was still park hands and and the very lights were just starting to come in and a few. You other had to put things. gels to make all the different oh, looks yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I I <laughs> I, I tell tell somebody, oh, that color's. Uh, uh, like like the the skull you got there is yeah it's almost an R twenty seven uh huh well so you know the numbers too yeah, yeah you have to yeah there's certain lights though the certain there's a certain color blue that looks really bad on TV <laughs> oh yes yeah, I don't know which color that is but there is that one that you see on shoots a lot and it's like what what have they done you know <laughs> yeah well that's something I didn't I never liked about TV was that the color would react in a way that they would take and they would uh, make it too bright uh, and it wouldn't follow the music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, there's there's some colors that just don't get used when you're, when you're uh, using cameras. Yeah, oh, cameras, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many little cameras around you, you here. You do? Yeah. I didn't notice. Yeah, I've got uh, six cameras right here just for you. Well, that's because I'm so fat, though. Well, hey, we're about the same fatness, although you're about five feet taller than me. So uh, just a little bit. <laughs> so I was I was thinking the other day, uh, out of Evanston, uh, it was it because uh, when I lived at Sacramento and Tui, and I think it was twenty seven or eighteen, the channel that you were on, at first, channel nineteen, nineteen, and was we it? were on uh, WGBO, which would be on eighteen on cable. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this wasn't cable. I got, I could get it over the air. Oh, okay. There. So that was channel sixty six. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and then we were on channel twenty six. The year. No, this was one that uh, when you very first started, you had just your own WGBO little s- s- signal. Yeah, yeah, that was that was good. 
Yeah, I would always play the the bands that were the underdogs, the ones that needed the help, not the the big big stars, you know, because you could find those everywhere, right? Well, yeah. Uh, I wanted to help the artists that needed help, <laughs> you know, the the ones that that you know, the KMFDMs of the world, the ministries, all these bands that would never get airplay, maybe once or twice here and there, you know. Well, I, the one song they got airplay, Al doesn't like, but other than that, which one? Jesus built my hot rod. No, 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 no. Which one doesn't he like? <laughs> no, I want to know because I'm going to have to avoid this. You know, I got to stay on his good side because uh, uh, that that first one that they put out, what was it? Uh, the very first song that they put out that was way so poppy. And so when I was with them, he was totally against that song. People would play it uh, Hollywood or something. Uh, uh, no, hmm. what was it called? I don't know. But we'll remember. I'll think of it. And I'm going to play it 10 times just for Al. Al, this is just for you. 10 times the song you totally hate. No. <laughs> well, I, he's a nice enough fellow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, you know? he's really personable, really funny. Sometimes a bit hard to uh, understand, but there you go. He's an artist. He's a true artist. Yeah. You know? So now you're drinking your special blend here. Yeah, I make it every day. Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, it's a. It's, uh, Smart water, uh-huh. uh huh, 100% cranberry juice, and uh, blueberry juice. Wow, wow. I think it, I think it helps a little bit. Uh huh. Well, at our age, you know, I'm 72 almost. So. I'm 75. You're 75, really? Yeah. We are senior citizens that rock and roll. Oh and yeah. It's a See, and one of us forgot to turn off their phone. As soon as we mentioned rock and roll, there is the special. Hey, ring. Laura. Uh oh, it's Laura. I'm pretty good. You know, I forgot to turn my phone off. I, I'm doing an interview for my friend Jerry Butler's JBTV. Jerry Bryant. Bryant. Bryant? I always call him Butler. <laughs> oh, no, Butler's the singer. Yeah, Jerry. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. I could be a singer, too. Uh, but I was just wondering <laughs> if that was going through. So, so who he, was that? That was the lady. I had COVID again. I, I had COVID in uh, 2020, and it was really bad. I didn't realize how sick I was in March until halfway through April. And I could, at the time, you couldn't prove what if you had. You, that you was saw at the it beginning, on TV, which yeah. no one knew about. No yeah. one knew what it was, and uh, it actually took me till June to get confirmation. The only place you could get tested was way far away from me, and I don't drive. Uh huh. Me either. Yeah. Yeah. And so, wait a minute. Why is us old guys not driving? What is that? Uh, well. I know I'm a drunken Indian. Well, <laughs> no, you know what I mean. It's like I, I haven't had a. I mean, I live downtown. I could walk everywhere. Yeah. And you, you're mainly at the venues, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, basically, I don't drive. Uh, I never did. And when I got back from Vietnam and I started doing this, I, uh, I noticed that they expected you to work all day and drive all night. Mm -hmm. So I don't mind riding all night, but I'm not driving all night. So yeah. I never get a license. Yeah. I did I did wreck a truck once when I had a learner's permit, but that was a little different. Uh-huh. Well, that's good. Who cares? That was a good old days, you know. <laughs> Dr. Back Bop he... and the Headliners, one of the greatest bands ever. Oh, really? Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing how we've grown up. You know, because we're in our 70s, we can talk about how things have changed. Oh, changed you know. dramatically. I mean, just from the technology, I mean, from dial phones and we and party lines, we had phones and black yeah. and white to color TV and then uh, mono radio to stereo. 
you know, like when I saw the Beatles, did you see the Beatles when they were here in town? Uh, no, I, I, I lived in New York when they came and I, I had read in Parade Magazine that these guys were coming that were really cool with long hair and they dressed in suits and uh-huh. stuff. And, and we were all, uh, we were all into that. The prep boys, we called ourselves. Uh-huh. And, and when we went to see them, we had longer hair than them uh-huh. and we didn't like them and we didn't like the way they were dressed. And so uh, the next week, there was a fellow named Clay Cole, the Clay Cole Teen Show, uh-huh. which sort of uh, is the same as American Bandstand, except uh, Dick made it made it bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the house band for six weeks in a row was in a teen club. I lived in an army base, and the teen club uh, went to see, and the house band for that that television show was the Rolling Stones. Wow. And they had long hair like us. Uh-huh. They uh, dressed like us. And so I always liked the Stones until the White Album came out. And then I got into the Beatles. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing when you saw these bands in the early days how bad the sound was. Oh, yeah. It was like no sound, you know, and the lighting was not even... It was nothing. So, <laughs> Not much. No, it's amazing how those shows were exciting back then with the bad sound and the yeah. bad lighting. You know, it just shows talent, you know, and everything. But uh, Well, it, 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 the art form of lighting came in after, after, after a while. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I did lights with Cheap Trick for three years before their first album came out. I think the sound man less the four guys on the stage and myself enhanced what they did mm-hmm. and it made i think it helped them get where they are well they're one of the best bands in the world i'd say the best band absolutely i don't want people you know saying i'm cutting down on the smithereens or ministry or KMFDM. Well, oh or yeah i look at judas all the- priest or ozzy osbourne or sticks or kansas or Never heard of these Pixies. bands. Are these all new bands? Oh yeah. <laughs> or now I've forgotten somebody. Dramatics, yeah. the floaters, float, float on. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Frankie Beverly and Mays. You've done so many. It's amazing <laughs> to try to even name them. That all the between all the tours that I worked on with commercials. Yeah. You know, ELO, Pink Floyd, all those different things. You know, Bruce Springsteen and yeah. Everything. Well, that not shows. You know, yeah. I, I, I did I did shows with all those people, but I toured with quite a few of them. Do you like doing that? I did. <laughs> yeah. That's not easy going on tour with these bands because you had to set up everything ahead of time. So, you know, while the the artists are still, you know, resting in the uh, tour oh, bus, yeah. yeah. And Well, uh, it, it would uh, there was no tour bus with Cheap Trick. We did a thousand shows in 3 years. Uh, there was myself, a fellow named Patrick Ampey, and his, that was his real name, he's Belgian and he he did the guitars. Uh-huh. And uh, Jim Gerling uh, who Rick Nielsen always called Les Manley uh-huh. did the sound, and I did the lights, wow. and we did uh, th- basically a thousand shows in three years. Wow, was that all around the world, pretty much? No, well, mostly around the United States. Uh huh. A little bit of Canada. Yeah. So, what were some of the better uh, clubs you uh, liked working at around the country? <laughs> hey, how about what, what was the worst one? <laughs> Ooh. CBGBs. Oh, yeah. That was a dump, wasn't it? Yeah, I never liked CB, CBGBs. You know, I just didn't like their attitude. I didn't like a lot of things about it. Uh-huh. You know, there were, there, uh, you know, 
Best club ever, Haymakers in Palatine. Mm. <laughs> it's not around, so nobody can say anything. Right, right, right. Night Gallery. Uh, oh, that was good in Waukegan. <laughs> Never been there, but they, they were legendary, you know. As far as venues go and clubs, there's, they're all over. St. Andrew's Hall is great. Warfield is great. The Riviera is the same size, but I always said it wasn't a club, it was a theater. It is, with the balcony and everything. But there's a lot of them. There's, uh, I can't remember the ones... Uh, you know, there's little dingy ones like Peabody's in Cleveland, but right up the street, there was a place you could play for a thousand people. It mm-hmm. be, was pretty good. I can't remember the name right now. That's my problem. You forget names. Oh, I got the same issue. Yeah. Well, one of my one of my pals uh, passed away recently, mm. and uh, and I sort of started thinking about that, about how it felt like it was just yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, when you get to be our age, although I'm, I, I think uh, age doesn't matter in music. You know, no, you would think that bands like the Rolling Stones and these bands would have been, they would have retired years ago. You know, but well, they, uh, they wouldn't do that if they didn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah, and I think music is very therapeutic. You know. Because I think even when you're doing all the hard work you're doing, you get to actually sit back during the show and like listen and you know, because that's sort of the only time. Well, you have, nowadays, right? no, no, oh. <laughs> Well, for the most part, I don't even go to shows. Uh, I, I'll, I'll do the load in and then go home and d- come back and do the load out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if we're at the Aragon Ballroom or if you know something like that, then the whole time that the show's going on, I'm doing payroll and you know all the other things that you have to do. I've had I've had computers. I, uh, it was either Martin or Sasha that that loaned me the first one in about. Uh, in the in the late '80s, Martin was a lighting company. Yeah, no, yeah. no, Martin Atkins. Oh, Martin Atkins or yeah. Sasha from KFDM. Oh, wow, KMFDM. I forget which one of those guys loaned me one first, but before that, you had to, you had these. Big, I'd carry big notebooks around, loose yeah. leaf, and yeah. you write everything down. I I found sheets the other day. It has keywords that move around that that you go you go through, and you know address phone number who am i going to deal with right and then you keep going down and depending on the tour you're on uh do you need a piano tuner do you need a, a chiropractor you, you know all those different things Drug all the way dealer. down to the bottom <laughs> and then you type type it up i i would i had a for like with the ministry that one ministry tour i had a brother uh typewriter that you could see 22 images oh wow and uh but it kept seven pages so you that was like the beginning of the electronic typewriters yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I i had one of those too yeah. yeah it was exciting because now i'm like in the high i'm actually typing electronically yeah but you yeah. gotta you gotta do it conceptually and go down into here and you gotta know where to move off and all that and then you have to go get copies made. I love the new technology. We are living in such a good time right now. You the know? fax machines, I don't know. <laughs> that well, wasn't that wasn't that much fun. I don't have a fax machine. <laughs> I don't think people fax anymore, do they? I, I still have a fax machine, but uh, it, it's uh, it's not hooked up. Uh-huh. So you've heard of JBTV? Oh yeah. Any bands that you uh, you've seen on the show that you like that we feature? You or? know what? I can't think of it. I've had like five thousand bands. On, I know. So. Give me some background on the Aragon because you're there now, right? <laughs> yeah, that's where I, I I am most of the time. Now. That is such a legendary venue. Tell us about that because you know all the nooks and crannies of that place. I actually went to the Ivanhoe Theater to see uh, to see uh, Mink Deville. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, as I tried to pay to get in, I was on I was home from Kansas, and uh, and as I was trying to pay to get in, uh, the guy, the ticket taker was about to take my money, and the guy behind him said, "Hey, he doesn't have to pay because he knew he'd seen me working with other bands and uh -huh. stuff," and uh, he he uh, and he said, "Here, when you're home, call this guy." And uh, that guy was Ron Stern, and he was the production manager at the Aragon. So wow, I started going there whenever I was at home doing shows. Yeah. The floating floors. The time I saw it move the most was, uh, and I warned people all the time, don't put that too close to the edge. Uh -huh. Keep that back. We have to put more weight on this. We have to do this. We now this to, is for stuff on the stage, right? Yeah, because... Uh, the stage the, is temporary, the stage, like... The stage is built, so the first 12 or 14 feet are on the dance floor. Right. The worst I've, saw, I've seen it move, uh, the, the Clash had lighting trees that were on the sides. Wow. And when they came out and they started playing London Calling, every kid in the place went... Yeah, 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 yeah. And suddenly my friend Dan Narducci and I were out front because we wanted to see the Clash. And we, whoa, whoa, look! And the lighting trees started going like this. And so we ran up on stage and we sat on the on the base of the lighting trees. Wow. And we got to watch the Clash, clash up close. Uh -huh. Wow, that's a cool story. You were trying to enjoy the show and now you're saving the show. That's how important you are. <laughs> yeah, right. No, really, because that could have been terrible if something would have toppled over or something, and you know. Well, I've I've, I've had the good fortune to be in in the, in that position, but it's also the position that uh, five hundred other guys that do, do that do things like myself, mm -hmm. you know, the uh, they you know. Have you had any power outages on stage? Because that hasn't happened in a while. I remember at the Metro, we would shoot concerts. and Yeah, the Metro, we had some. I, I actually helped install the uh, uh, power for the lighting at the Metro. Oh, you did? We were able to do that. It showed that they could run new power for the uh, sound. They could run new power for, for other things because it's a very old building. And, uh, the, you know, Shanahan and... Uh, they, and the people there, they care about it. And they, they, they right from the start, tr tried to make it work really well. Well, Joe Shanahan's great. I like him a lot, yeah. you know. I mean, he cares about the bands. He cares about the things that are in there, you know. Like we did for all the years. We shot tons of concerts there over the years. Well, you know? he, he, uh, he's he was born on Jalmus, so we have a, a very close relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you uh, seen that new place, the Salt Shed? Have you been there? No, or? I haven't been there yet. Ah, okay. You know, I, I've heard various things from various people. Some like it, some don't. Well, every club's every uh, venue has their own uniqueness, don't they? Yeah. Which makes it cool. Like the Aragon, when you walk in, you feel like this palace of music, you know? Well, like, when you walk in, like you, get, you walk up to the staircase, and you go, man, this floor is screwed up. But if you look at it, uh, it's... All these ceramics that are mounted, and I believe it's called balsite, all volcanic rock, uh -huh. and it's mounted in in the rock. And the balsite is so much, uh, I wouldn't say weaker, but whatever the proper word is, that it is worn away by the millions of feet that have walked into the Aragon, mm -hmm. and the ceramics are still there. Wow. Yeah. And uh, what's the guy from Green Day, the lead singer, Billy? Billy Joe, yeah. yeah. So when I told him about that, he said, uh, what about at the side? 
and we walked over, and the side is all flat and perfect, uh-huh. where nobody has walked, yeah, right, yeah. right next to the wall. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> is that a historical landmark? I think it is. If not, it really should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, so, so where's the best? If you're going to go see a show at the Aragon, where would you want to be in the audience? Oh, phew. Uh, probably in catering. It's not too bad up there. <laughs> yeah, looking for the food, right? Well, no. The, 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 where they have catering uh-huh. is like the opera box that's, that's on uh, stage left, house right. Okay. And that's catering. Okay, and I didn't so know that. So that's the best so. place. Also, legend says that that Ooh. was Capone's box. Oh, really? So it's definitely good. The good foods there. <laughs> yeah. Any old uh, bugs? Did. You know, like they bugged the place back in the day. <laughs> well, uh, when they had the flood downtown, they came in and they closed off the uh, they closed off the tunnels. Did they get flooded, the Aragon? No, mm-hmm. but they went throughout the entire city and closed off the access of individual buildings mm-hmm. to the tunnels. Uh, previous to that, I did walk from where the Aragon is over to Shake, Rattle, and Reed, uh, which was beside the Uptown for years, my mm-hmm. friend Rick Addy, mm-hmm. and uh, with the Beastie Boys, because they want to go in the tunnels. Uh-huh. Yeah. The tunnels were cool. We Our old studio used to have a tunnel uh, entrance, too. And they closed it up literally a week before mm-hmm. the flood. And uh, so we didn't get any water, and I'm going, oh, it's going to be terrible if we get flooded, you know, yeah. but we didn't. But uh, it was spooky down there when you yeah. went through. It had little train tracks and train stuff. Train tracks, and uh, there was, you know, uh, like places were for offices, and there was places for uh, uh, locker rooms and showers and yeah, restrooms. Like an underground city. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it happened right over here, you know. Right by the... the uh, oh, right down here, yeah. Yeah, by that metal bridge there. Uh, they, they say they had gone, found the tunnels, and they had run uh, communication lines between all the big buildings, mm-hmm. and they just pounded holes in the wall and stuck it through into the building, mm-hmm. and they didn't do any safety. Right, they didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah. and when it, that's why they all flooded, Yeah, or a lot of them. Yeah, I remember when I worked at uh, CRC... Uh, Chicago Recording Company at 525 Michigan Avenue was their studio, which is gone. Yeah. But uh, we ran cables underneath, like in the middle of the night, all the way to the 155 building with Alan Dahlberger. So, <laughs> I don't know. Anyhow, that's way off the subject. Nobody cares about those all day. But it's amazing. Why not? We could do stuff so much easier back then. Because it, you know, I, I mean, I built a studio without permits. There I was just a lot built less it. people. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> So, uh, well, you know, when I was uh, quite young, we uh, what's quite young 10, 12? No, it's it was probably 14 or 15. Uh huh. Uh, we, we that's my first lighting experience. We took paint cans and put card headlights in them. Oh, wow, and painted one red and one blue with uh-huh. house paint. Uh huh. <laughs> and uh, goofed around with that. And you had to run them off a DC generator. Mm-hmm. Crazy, all the good old days. Yeah. So what's uh, the hot lighting equipment right now? What's the good boards? Uh, well, it's grandma whatever. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Because they're all different? Yeah. Well, it, it's the grand MA. Oh, okay. Is what they're called. Oh, I'm thinking like there's different brands. <laughs> no. There's one brand. It's the grand MA. Uh-huh. But then there's 
uh, Ultra Rock Four, Seven, Twelve, Nine, uh, up, up the skinnings. Uh-huh. You know who knows. You know I didn't realize you're such a lighting expert because you know here at <laughs> JBTV, my home studio, I do have lights too. Hey, oh yeah. Yeah, I should turn them on because I I haven't turned these on ever. So let's for an interview. This will just be for a second. Uh oh. They flash. We'll oh see yeah. If they work. So oh I, yeah. I bought these little itty bitty. I I bought these little itty bitty cheap lights. <laughs> it's amazing what these LED lights do, you know. Yeah. So now you can rate my lighting show here. Uh, well, I don't know if you want that. <laughs> yeah, I want. I want that. There it goes. Pretty good, huh? Oh well, yeah, it's spectacular. I I know you'd be impressed. Yeah, it, it's uh. It's it's almost post Thai. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Well, so. if you go to a Thai bar, you're gonna see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or so. Philippines. It, it might be a Filipino thing too. Uh huh. So does this class up the interview a little bit? Uh, huh? well, yes and no. Uh huh. We need we need fog, right? Uh, no. 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 Okay. I'll have to go get my mask if you're gonna fog. No, no, no. My my machine doesn't work anymore. I have a fog machine to stop working. Uh oh. Yeah. What did you put fluid in it? Yeah. But I have <laughs> I have no clue. I'm not, you know, an expert like you are, you know. But I don't know about expert. <laughs> I'm I'm turning these lights off. I just got lucky. Yeah. I think we all got lucky in this business. <laughs> because it's amazing how this is the one business where you sort of learn as you go. Because as you were lighting your first shows, you know, you after the fact you go, you know, I should do this and do that. It's it's you you're, and then you get these new lights. You must be excited every time these new lights come in. And the new laser projector things and stuff Yeah, they have. well, yes and no. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I think uh People have lost the art of lighting up a band, and they just know how to light up an audience. It's a lot of backlight, I noticed, too, in shows. Way too much. Yeah. And now, when I try to do video, like I had my own studio. You were never at our studio, though, were you? Uh, I, when, uh, are you talking about where, uh, would that be where uh, Jimmy Chamberlain came in and played with a band after he left the Smashing Pumpkins? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was there. The Jimmy Chamberlain experience? Yeah. Yeah, that was at my studio right next door. Yeah, I came there. I came to see Jimmy. Uh huh. He's been a pal for a long time. He is just, he's a, I can't say enough good things about him, yeah. you know. He's been a great supporter of JBTV over the years, and so have I of his, you know, things. Yeah. With all of them, you know, uh, you know, because I, I want to support musicians with their side projects. I think it's important yeah. to be there because so many people don't care about you until you're at a certain number of followers, you know. Yeah, you're, you're that stuff's terrible. It sucks, you know, because I can't judge music. You know, like we say, who is your favorite band? Well, there's thousands of them, you know. Beer Nuts. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I haven't heard of them. Yeah, I mean, you've I You've never heard of the Beer Well, I nuts? probably have, but I don't. I never played them on the show if, in the oh, videos. Oh, no, I don't think you would. Yeah, so, yeah. you know. Uh, they, they, they are Beer Nuts. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink beer. I drink Diet Coke Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh I'm trying to think of their, uh, I know where a keg party is. Bring your wife and bring your kids. That's about the only clean lines. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you got some talent here. You know, you could have been a singer. Well, no, but see, Von Monroe never made it uh, very heavy. Uh, see, I could break your equipment right uh-huh. now by, They called the wind Mariah. 
Okay. <laughs> if I'm standing up, I can project better. Well, if that would take... <laughs> Here is the musical interlude on JBTV. This is a great edition of JBTV. I got Jolly Roger in the studio. Coming up next, we're going to be talking about music. I'm going to play some stuff from our JBTV stage, maybe some concert stuff. You know, I remember doing the first, uh, like, Siamese Dream with uh, the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, yeah. Oasis at the Metro. Uh, I'm trying to think... Uh, you know, some of the other bands that we we did there, you know, that were just, you know, of course, Smoking Popes. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys are great, aren't yes. they? Yeah, they've been at my studio a couple of times. I remember playing their videos at the beginning when people used to make fun because they had the, the one video with the all dressed up as popes, you know, religious stuff. <laughs> and I thought, oh, we're going to get in trouble for that. We never did, you know, because their music was so good. And they even said, I think, uh, we wanted some controversy so that we'd get some publicity. Well, that's the way, that, way it goes. Yeah, yeah. Very talented. And they never gave up, no matter what, you know. No. And I think that's what shows good musicians, too. Have, you know, when you get bands, you don't have to name bands or anything, but there are some bands that have great attitudes, and then there are others that have a different kind of attitude, don't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when suddenly my alter ego comes out. Uh-huh. Which is? I do not need a machine to talk like this. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, there's uh, the British have a perfect phrase for it that's nice and clean, a ponce, mm -hmm. and that's basically it. You run into some people that are ponces, and mm -hmm. most people are there just wanting to have a, a good time. And put on a good show. Yeah. Yeah, and care about that more than anything. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're singing to 10 people or 100,000. They put on the same identical show. Those are yeah. the true artists out there, the ones I think are great. You oh, know? yeah. Elton. He does that. Yeah, so you've done shows with him? Oh, yeah. Well, I've, I've worked the shows. Uh-huh. I, I never toured with him. It's amazing hearing music live, too. I mean, it's just so inspirational, isn't it? Well, that's what I like about Cheap Trick. I mean, they were always, every night, it was. It didn't matter if we were in the worst dive mm -hmm. or if we were you know, support act to somebody like Aerosmith or something. Mm -hmm. Are you still in contact with them? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well, let's play one of their videos, then. I'll... Well, you know I can be found Sitting alone If you can't come around At least please tell us about Don't be cool To your heart, it's true Baby, if I made you mad With something I might say Please forget my past The future looks bright ahead Don't be
Rick sent me happy birthday recently. Oh, really? <laughs> really? When was your birthday? Uh, March 5th. Oh, cool. 75. Happy birthday to you. Yappy yacht trip. Oot oi. <laughs> now that you're 42, you see, today's 70 is today's 40. So you're oh, going to really? have to start using that. You know, I, I'm really 42 years old. So, which means uh, you got to be 43. Or you're nuts. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So, uh, you know. Well, some days I've, uh, well, I've been saying that actually recently, something that equates with that. When I sit down, I feel like uh, a ballerina, a ballet star or something. Mm -hmm. When I stand up, I feel like Walter Brennan. Yeah, isn't it amazing? (laughs) Uh, Same thing with me, too, you know. And uh, I'm so many light years younger than you. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) At 43? It's amazing how fast time goes, you know. But uh, you've—I I think you and I have been through the best in music uh, throughout all the different changes, you know. Well, it's a lot of different changes, but it, I mean, uh, look at Benny Goodman and those guys, the swing guys. I mean, they—they they used to play at the Aragon too. Oh yeah, yeah. Now that's when it was just a—they had a, a small stage then. They didn't have it the way it is there now. No, the the stage. Uh, the canopy actually has a curtain that closes, and that's the front of the stage. Mm-hmm. So when people would first come in or before a show, that would be closed. And then that would open up, and the band would play, but there would be another curtain behind them. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, at some point, the cur- that curtain would open up, and Sinatra or somebody would be back there and, and do the that thing. Sort of a reveal kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, did they have like dinner tables and stuff? How was that set up back in the day? Uh, well, I obviously don't really know, but uh, I have seen it with t- dinner tables all throughout. Uh, it looks pretty good. Uh, that movie uh, uh, is Johnny Depp did Public Enemy. Uh-huh. And uh, when you watch that movie, it's the Aragon Ballroom. That's But they, they just used it as a nightclub. Oh. And that's where he meets the lady in red. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there has been movie shot there, too. Oh, yeah. There's been a bunch. Wow. Have you been there for those? Or I've been there for some of them. That's a whole different world, too, when they come in with all their equipment. Uh, sometimes. They, they came in and set up for like a week, and then Cheech and Chong came in, and one of those guys said, us not enough like Frisco, so they just left. Wait, <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> they spent all this money setting it up. Yeah, somebody and, did. Jesus, you know. Oh, they were up in smoke. 
Yeah. Well, maybe you didn't give them any smoke to see the place. No, 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 no. <laughs> you got to get them stoned before we show them the venue. <laughs> that might have been it. Well, it was weird. They they got actually got the uh, CTA to bring a crane on the train and uh, put it in through the window. Right, a techno crane, probably. Yeah. yeah. So it does one of those cool shots. Yeah. Well, no, they 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 put the this. It's a dolly. Use. Yeah, a big yeah. dolly. Yeah. Huge one. Probably a Fisher dolly. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. Yeah. But it, obviously, I don't know much about it at all, except <laughs> remembering him put it in the window. Oh, they had to reinforce the floor because it started to crack the floor when it when it went out on the floor. Wow. You have to be careful with that. That's all you do is shows at the Aragon now? No, or? no. I, I, I did, I did uh, WWE on Sunday night, uh, Sunday morning. What did you do for them? We just unloaded all their trucks and uh, put all the did the uh, rigging. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I when I go to those shows, I just push stuff around. Well, they do it upright at the WWE. They have tons of stuff going. They got pyrotechnics, right? Yeah. And but we have and- we have stagehands that take care of all those little various things. Mm-hmm. But I just uh, I, unlike the Aragon, where I'm responsible for some things. Not I'm not responsible for everything, but I'm responsible for some things. Mm-hmm. And unlike the Aragon, at those, uh, if I'm at the United Center or Rosemont or something like that, I get to do a very uh, relaxing job. Uh huh. But you're always busy. <laughs> Instead of stressed. Yeah. yeah. Are you ever going to retire? You think? Uh, well, when the Aragon turns 126, uh huh, and I'm going to probably slow down till then and probably retire about then. Uh huh. Yeah. You'll be in your 90s then. Uh, no, 80, uh, 78. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's only three years away. Oh. But uh, it's, uh, it'll, t- the, I want to be part of the building turning 100. And I love, uh, I believe the first time I was ever there was in 76. So wow. it, it would feel good. Yeah, the neighborhood's changed a lot around there too, hasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Around all the clubs, you know. Well, it, the the whole city's gone through a big. I remember years ago, some uh, political pond, pundit guy on TV going, "Daily wants to turn it into a city that's nothing but three and four story apartments." Have you ever noticed what the city looks like now? Yeah, a lot of three story apartments <laughs> on top of three story apartments <laughs> times twenty eight floors. It's pretty cool. Well, well, <laughs> well, if you go north. Uh, up by the Aragon and up there. I don't get down here much. Mm-hmm. Occasionally. It's, the downtown area has totally changed. Yeah. I used to have a panoramic view of the city. Right now I got black curtains up because I don't like the sunlight. You know? Yeah. I'm really, you know how it is, rock and roll. You can't have sunlight. You yeah. Know? Isn't it? You do, when you do shows, what do you like better, the outdoor shows or the indoor shows? Uh, well, I, you know. You've done them all, so. Yeah, I like I like the both of them, but uh, it all depends, you know, like one point when I was working with The Cure. Never heard of The Cure. Yes. Yeah. One time point when I was working with them, I was actually working with Ellis uh, Light and Sound Design from Birmingham, England. Mm-hmm. It's a company that was started by ACDC's management. Oh, really? Years ago. Are they still around? Uh, no, they changed their name to, it's, uh, now it's PRG. I don't know what that stands for. Do they get like bought out with the way everything seems to get? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. And then it goes downhill after that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had stopped working with them at that point because I did one last tour with Cheap Tricks. So that was around 2005. Mm-hmm. That was the whole tour was basically outdoors because it was Dodger Stadium. It was, you know, only big places like that. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. 
but I mean, I've done I've done things that everything is in inside of a hockey arena because uh, you know sticks in Kansas in the '70s mm-hmm. and Charlie Daniels and Hart and. See, they keep coming out of me. Yeah, yeah. No, I did. We did the Charlie Daniels tour. We did the commercials yeah. for that. So I was at at the other end of it. We were the ones promoting these concerts. Yeah, you know, the Charlie Daniels band. You know, and we had the little whip sound and stuff. You know, oh yeah, <laughs> and everything. Devil but, came uh, down to Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they were they were really nice fellows, and uh, mm-hmm. not much can be said about it. I toured with Bebop Deluxe. I toured with. Uh, Head East. Any other uh, famous ones that are dead? Like, you know, Jimi Hendrix, you ever meet, do anything with him? Or uh, No, actually, uh, he was a big turning point in my life in that uh, I was in Vietnam. I, I, I had a reel-to-reel of, uh, of uh, Are You Experienced, the album. But this kid from Detroit had gotten some acid, and, and, and so I did some acid. And uh, it was supposed to be nothing going on, and then suddenly we went back to uh, battle stations. So here I am flying on acid, listening to, are you experienced? It's like being in a movie. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they told me, told us that within the next couple hours, we killed about 600 people. Wow. That was uh, the start of me not wanting to do it. And then I came back and I went on totally on the other side, uh, uh, anti-war. Yeah, I used to live uh, at North Lake with another band called Eden Stone. Okay. Uh, and and we worked with Daydream Productions in Milwaukee for a year. Daydream Productions. We did... Uh, Randy McAlrath. Randy McAlrath, yes. And there's one other guy. I can't remember his name offhand. Yeah, we did uh, We did the first shows at the Uptown Theater there with Harry Chapin yeah. and uh, Bruce Springsteen. And then they... Then we stopped doing that. Well, then we got out of Milwaukee. I did. I did mostly the the uh, big outdoor stuff at Milwaukee County Stadium. Yeah, you know, Pink. I did Pink Floyd there two or three times. Okay, did, did the you Stones do the first? A couple we shot Pink Floyd at the Milwaukee. We did the first open air concert at Milwaukee County Stadium with Pink Floyd. You had to have been there. Well, I might maybe the thing I remember. Well, well, there was one time that the plane crashed on the uh, on stage. And then the other time previous, we pulled the pig out from the stage. Hmm. So there were two different uh, ones. Uh, they had some great inflatables. There was a refrigerator, and the refrigerator opened up, and food started coming out of it. And then, and then uh, a family suddenly appeared wow. out of the food. And, Theatrics all the way with their shows. And then there was another time that it just rained really bad, and so they wouldn't let us put up a... Uh, they wouldn't let us put up a roof. No, there was no roof. It was the money tour with the big round, uh, a circular thing. Yeah. yeah, with the lights all on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and so people actually had to stand almost next to Roger Waters. He he, he the, giving him just enough room with a big tarp holding it up in the air to keep so he could keep playing. Wow. And uh, on that one also, they had a pig that flew out in the parking lot and exploded. But it was uh, they had they'd put too much propane or acetylene or something in it, uh, and you could feel it all the way back in the stadium. Yeah, today it would have been in the news. There's oh, a yeah. there's a pig flying over Michigan. <laughs> Should we shoot it down or what? <laughs> yeah. So what's the biggest? Uh, like a lot of these bands have a lot of. What well, you mean ones? semis? Semis, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Beyonce had eighty or ninety of them. Uh, uh, U two had 
had a, I think 140 or 160. Really? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, where so I how- was actually Mr. In Charge, I I, uh, I think seven was the most I had. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but that's a lot of organization, so you have to do a lot of work. You know, people think shows just stuff. happened, right? No, they don't. No. And it takes someone with your talent to put it together. So well, I don't know if it's talent or, or falling forward. It's, exper- <laughs> it's experience. Because you'll know things ahead of time that other people won't know, you know? Yeah. Have you seen some of the younger people try to do what you're doing? And, and, and Oh, yeah. Yeah? And we've, I've had people come in and... Uh, and 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 be very upset, and then come back uh, a year later and hey, how are you? And be very nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. so what are you looking forward to coming up in uh, the future here? Oh, <laughs> any tours or anything that? Uh... Uh, well, no. I, I mean, you got the usual stuff going on uh, for the next little bit. There's a couple of shows a month at the Aragon, and then we're going to move into this. Uh, this NASCAR thing, uh, a lot of people will be working, spend a lot of time working, and the, through the whole summer. What do you have to do for that? I don't know. Uh huh. Oh, so you like <laughs> one of those things? Yeah. yeah. See, I thought you're so experienced, you'd be the one putting it all together. No. Oh, we no. got to have things here, and we got to have a gate here. No, no, that's not me. Yeah. Remember not the original Lollapaloozas when they first started on the lakefront? Yeah. And the kids, I got video too. We're literally shooting. And they're running across the Lakeshore Drive there, yeah. you know, and uh, which is now the DeSabo, whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, they were running toward us, and they jumped over the fence. We got all this stuff, but now they've really fixed the security. Oh, yeah. You can't do that anymore. Well, that's, you know, there's people that do that. When we toured with Mumford and Son, <laughs> another band, mm-hmm. Flaming Lips also. In that oh, isn't Wayne great? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm as sane as Wayne. Uh, you are? Yeah, good. I had I had stickers made and I put them all over the place. Saying, uh-huh. I'm as sane as Wayne. Wow. Well, Wayne's amazing. You know, did he have his Michelle sticker on? I uh, might have. Yeah, he always has that. He's you got know. he's got something going for him. With Mumford and Son, they'd go into a town. One thing would lead to another. We would take like a in in Walla Walla, Washington. We took a big sports field and turned it into a, a, a seventeen thousand seat arena uh-huh. by you know, make putting up tents and and the whole nine yards that you have to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't plan it. It's an experience oh. when you have that kind of stuff. It's like the early Lollapaloozas. You yeah. know, for twenty nine dollars, you could. <laughs> That's what it costs now, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Isn't it crazy how the ticket prices and all these companies have uh, taken over and people are making money? I saw it start with Van Halen uh, because. I was touring with other bands, and suddenly our crowds weren't as big, and it was uh, and 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 uh, it wasn't because Van Halen was better. It was because Van Halen was uh, they they made that Monsters of Rock thing, uh-huh. and so people at that time, you know, it was a hundred bucks, and then somebody saw that 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 worked. And so then suddenly, I think it was McCartney did a thing, or the Eagles, for 125 bucks, uh-huh. And that it just kept progressing and progressing and progressing. And not, I don't know anything about finance, but I don't know if uh, the artists get all the money. 
No, they don't. I, I think it. I think no. it just goes to uh, making some other people rich. Yeah, you know, when we were younger, uh, with all these first concerts we would go to, you know, because you could get tickets pretty much the day of the show. Yeah, you know, back in the day, and they would cost seven, eight bucks, ten bucks. It was nothing real. You well, know. I have a thing from '82 with Ozzy. Uh, I poster at home. It's uh, eight dollars in advance, nine at the door. We had twenty-two semis. We built a big castle on the stage, and still all kinds of wacky shit going. It's on. still made money right yeah as far as i know it's, he seems to have a nice house well i think he's okay you know <laughs> <laughs> no but it's a shame how uh things have gotten you know inflated that way and we used to we, we were younger we would make joe joe kelly and i would make comments we even did a commercial uh the concerts are going to get so expensive only the super rich can go you know yeah. it's like which is sort of true now because so it's sort of the start of punk rock yeah yeah well it's amazing what you know uh, my daughter's a Swifty, and and she's uh, upset that the tickets weren't available. Or did you? Well, get she got tickets, but she likes it so much. She's flying around the country to see it two or three. A super times. fan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. And you know, she always has some. You know, uh, she travels a lot for work, so she gets a lot of extra minutes, uh, points, whatever the hell. We Frequent flyer miles. Yeah, if I never fly again, ah, it's okay. Well, we flew in the good old days, uh, back when they used to treat us like you, know, you used to dress up to be in. Remember, you know, to go out on planes. And, well, you had to. Yeah, you were in the friend, the friendly up. skies of United. Yeah. Oh, I would like the steak with the baked potato. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And real silverware. Oh yeah. Everybody, we had seats where you could sort of sit and had you know. Yeah, uh, you know, of course they were prop planes and they weren't that great and they were slower. But the point is, it was an experience. Now it's like cattle being shipped yeah. around. I don't know how some of these bands do it when they go on these tight tours like that because some of them they expect to be the next day performing. You know? Yeah. It's, well, it's, we 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 get some of that. Uh, it's the people that uh, take advantage of it a lot are the EDM guys. Mm -hmm. Like they'll book an afternoon gig in Minneapolis. And then a night gig here. Oh, really? Yeah. And and so they'll be flying in between, uh -huh. in, you know, in that five hours between the shows. Wow. Yeah. And, and they, then sometimes, oh, well, uh, there's rain and uh, everything's... The show's run a little late. Yeah. <laughs> but when you did tours at the beginning, remember uh, AAA used to have a trip tick? Oh, yeah. Where you would have the whole tour laid out. Okay, we're on here. We got a turn. Oh, we missed that turn. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, we we never. I I actually have still have three or four atlas. Uh -huh. I have atlas of, of Europe. Uh huh. You know. Wow. I have atlas of uh, of Australia. How was it uh, going on those tours? Oh, it was parts of it were good. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Not all of it. Not. Yeah. So, what would be a bad thing on a tour like that? Uh, well, if an Australian says, "No worries, mate," just start worrying. Uh huh. Yeah. No worries, mate. We got plenty of power. They always say that. <laughs> and so when you got in, there were worries, you're saying. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you worked with ministry, they had the cages and all that uh, stuff. I mean, yeah. that was a lot of stuff that you guys would go on tour with. Uh, it, was, it was approximately 40 feet wide, 12 feet high to protect the audience from the band. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, because uh, Al was saying, you know, people would spend this money to see me, but all they saw was the asses of the guys hanging on to the fence. You yeah, know? he would encourage them to move. Uh -huh. Let's just say that. 
Well, Al's such a nice guy when uh, he encourages yeah, he people to do things. <laughs> uh, he didn't have to encourage anybody. I saw about 150 people dive out of the balcony at the Ritz. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. At, at, during a ministry show, just dive into the rest of the crowd uh-huh. out of the balcony. So have any uh, people bribed you to get into a show? Like, you know, at the side door, like, you know, I'm really friends with the band. Uh, <laughs> they know me. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I have a thing like, so Al, Ogre, Martin, uh-huh. Sasha, I, all those guys, they have people that they don't want to see again, uh-huh. but they're nice to them. Right. So I would uh, I would give them some passes to have on them. So you'd come in, hey Jerry, how are you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here. Uh huh. Go out and have fun. But on those passes, uh, there was a red arrow, and if security sees the red arrow, immediately throw them out of the building. Uh huh. <laughs> so they have a little bit of privilege, but not much. Not much. They're yeah. out, they're out of the building. Yeah, yeah. Gone. See ya. Yeah. Hey, but I'm Al's friend. <laughs> I've no, I grew up with them. You know all the stories. You must have heard everything. You know. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. Any any good looking women uh, offer you uh, rock uh, and roll sex? Uh, I, I have I have a uh, well. <laughs> I, I, there's just poison. That's all I can say. Yeah. Yeah. That that six months was different. But I have a a a, a picture in my office. Well, it's not my office. It's our room. I don't uh-huh. like the office thing because people are always, it's my office. No, it's our room. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, And it shows this uh, rather nicely clad young lady. It's a drawing. Uh-huh. It's a, you know, uh, and she's leaning on a, on a car and says, she says, I'll do anything I can to get backstage. And underneath it, it says, United Coil Feeder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's always been my attitude. Yeah. No, we used to get that too when we'd be shooting concerts. They go, well, I'll help you with the cables or whatever. I go, no. 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 Because we don't want, we, we want people, if you're going to work a concert, you know, like you look with a crew, right? They're working. They're not mm-hmm. there enjoying the concert. They're dealing with this problem or that. Like you are. Well, you walk up and there's 20 people there and four of them have a, like, you know, you'd be doing something U of I or something like that. And uh, I would give this speech. Uh, there'd be four of them with sandals. you say, okay, you guys go back to your uh-huh. uh, dorm- dorms and neither get shoes. Or, no, I'm fine. No, it, it, you're not fine. And uh, I'd say, you know, you thought you were getting out of class. Well, today I'm the professor. Yeah. And still, I, I did that for about four or five years there. And still, somebody will come walking by me in downtown or something and say, are you the professor? You look like a professor. Yeah, Actually, right. you look more like, was it Mark Goodman, doesn't he? You look like this movie star. I was in the movie Light of Day, you know. What did you do in that? Uh, I had 14 lines. Wow. And they were all ad-lib, basically. That's cool. I didn't know you were a movie star. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gee, you must make tons of money from the residuals. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. But I am on that IMBD. IMDb, yeah. I, I'd cast you in a movie because I think real people, uh, you know, the thing I hate about movies is when you see stars that, you know, are stars, you sort of look, you, start, you tend to not get into the movie as much. Yeah. Because you see him thinking, oh, he was in this other movie or this or that. You know, I like movies where they're sort of unknown in the story or there's a star that takes you to the next level, you know. Yeah. Did you see that Elvis movie? 
No. Ah. I, I probably haven't watched the full movie. And I, I, like, by the time I was about 12, I had read 5,000 books. Wow. And I stopped reading books because I didn't know what were my thoughts and what were their thoughts. Uh-huh. Maybe it was up, up to 15. And then uh, the same thing with, I, I mean, I've got 20 screenplays I wrote at home. And so what's my thoughts and what's their thoughts? So uh-huh. I quit watching movies. You've done nothing with these sports. screenplays? No. Wow. That would, you may have, you may be sitting on millions of dollars with the creativity here and don't know it. I know what I'm sitting on. It's not worth millions of dollars. (laughs) You find the right investor. (laughs) Yeah, well, sooner or later, something will happen. It's just strange the way my life goes. I I seem to work all the time and it seems to just keep building up. Me too. That's all I do is work. But I enjoy work. You enjoy doing what you're doing, right? Oh, yeah. And if you didn't... You wouldn't been doing it this long. Well, I go home. I like I, I. I tell him all the time. I got fifty T-shirts to fold. <laughs> well, on that great note, did you have fun here in JBTV? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did it go the way you thought it would, or? Oh yeah. But uh, we should probably take off because yeah. I, I got to go do you, some. You got to do a crap. show. Well, thank you for coming in. Well, I'm not doing a show. I'm. Uh, we're we're doing in uh, uh, the 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 current people that run the Aragon. Uh, sometimes the bands come in, they're a little bit bigger. We have to, uh, put an extension on the stage. Oh, really? I didn't know you did that. And that's what we're working on right Uh now. The stage is so high too, I gotta say. Well, the stage is that high because remember I told you about the singer in the back? Right, right. Well, that's... You gotta line up with the backstage, yeah. It sits on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I remember when we shot a couple of concerts there, you cannot shoot like in the pit type area. No. It's just way too... You You want to get up... uh, When people say they're going to shoot the show, I suggest they take the center pod in the back of the room Mm -hmm. and uh, use their long range lens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have to have two cameras back there. I'd like to put a wire camera into the area, you know. Uh, That's... uh, That's been done. They do that for market days. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. They hang one in there, and it floats over to the crowd. They put it up on the screen. Yeah. You got to set that up the day before, too, huh? Oh, that market days takes about six days to set. Really? See, people think things happen so fast. They really... Even Lollapalooza takes a couple... It takes a week or so just to build that up. You've worked Lollapalooza, right? uh, Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I don't like all the walking you have to do. Yeah. So I I, I Did you work the first Lollapalooza when it's at Tinley Park? Uh, I don't think so. Where Al Jorgensen was playing with yeah. the grass uh, fight? Oh, the gra- yeah. No, I, I wasn't there. I was on the road with the Smithereens right then. Oh, wow. The Smithereens, another great band. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've been lucky. Yeah. And I haven't even mentioned Los Lobos. Oh, they, we shot them at the uh, <laughs> at Tinley Park. And I had them on JBTV in my little studio. What great guys, too, you know. Them and Cheap Trick would probably be my... Two favorite bands. Yeah. They did What's Going oh, On. Well, I have a lot of, lot of favorites. Yeah. Well, they did What's Going On. Uh, they taped out. We did at the uh, Tweeter Center out there. Yeah. And uh, that was a great tour. They released that, too. So. Well, one of the most interesting shows I've ever done uh, was it, we did it twice. It was uh, Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. and Seattle. Mm-hmm. And the guys in the band made a ball of tape. And they threw it in the audience. And whoever caught it got to name a song. And then, you know, David would go, oh, I know drums on that one. And then Cesar would go, oh, I know the bass for that one. Uh-huh. And Louis would go, yeah, I know the guitar riff. And then they played a song. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they, they did that 
for a whole set. And then towards the end of the set, uh, Cesar taking and throw the ball to David, and David would go, "We got to play some of our songs." <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they'd end up tonight with a wow. few of theirs. Yeah, they just were great guys and yeah. doing great, such good music. And such you can great never musicians. have enough pictures of Conrad. Yeah, yeah, the bass player. Yeah. Oh, well, wait, you got one here right now. Ah, hot phone calls coming in. We're on the air live. Take it. You can, you know. On the air live with JBTV. Hello. No, I'm on the air live with JBTV. Yeah. Kevin and I are over here. We just finished doing a uh, nice little tate to tate. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back over by there at the piggery in just a little while. All right. All right. I'll, I'll talk to you. Stay out of trouble. All right, brother. Bye. There you go. So Mikey Carroll's freaking out now. The band Kansas, the sound man, Davey Moray, who used to be with Frank Zappa, was uh, he, him and, a, and then one of his other guys was during, uh, you know, in Mississippi or something. Mm-hmm. And they're in a bar and there's like four or five of them and they're getting really drunk and they're all L.A. guys and they're all really L.A. drunk and they're talking about all these hillbilly jerks and stuff like that, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of that. Mm-hmm. They didn't notice that they, people, locals... Turned out the beer lights, put down the Venetian blinds, ah. locked the door, and kicked the hell out of them. Oh. So Davey told the story to uh, Kansas, and they wrote a song. Stay out of trouble. Wow. Don't cry. Stay yeah. out of trouble. You'll die. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how songs develop from real-life experiences like yes. that. Yeah. But, uh, so, but ever since then... I just found it a good thing to say as I sign off. Uh Stay out of trouble. Oh, wow. I love it. There we go. (laughs) Stay out of trouble. Bye-bye. Stay high and keep on rocking and rolling. The one and only Jolly Roger. I'll have to come back because we haven't even discussed 38 years of working with Jam Productions. Oh, Jam. I remember working with Jam Productions, too. Jerry Michelson and all those guys. Yeah. You can talk about anything you want on this show. Let's just say 38 people... I mean, uh, I was with him 38 years, basically, and uh, about 70 stagehands that I'd helped gather together all got fired overnight. And so we'll talk about that some other time. That totally sucks. And that's been happening in businesses throughout the United States. Yes. And it's amazing how the corporate uh, CEOs get what is you're going to fire people, but I can make $10 million more. Yeah. It's all bullshit what they're doing to people and the way they treat people, especially with what you guys do, with the amount of work you put in and how you care about every show that you do. Oh, yeah. And how the relationship with the artists and all that means so much, yet some of these companies don't think any of that means anything. And they can get some kid who doesn't know anything and don't know how to talk to artists or treat them because you got to have a certain attitude with artists. You can't, you know, you you got to sort of, you know, Flippant is not in. Anyway, no. so our friends, my that, friends from Flaming Lips uh-huh. wore shirts that said this on the front. Stay out of uh, trouble. Yes, yeah, stay out of trouble. And that's what it said on the back. 
Where the fuck is Jolly if you're going to stay out of trouble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you've been an institution and part of Chicago for so many years now. Ditto, my friend. Yeah, and it means so much. that. Uh, I'm sorry about the butler, Bryant. The butler, Bryant? Yeah, I keep calling you Jerry Butler, but... Oh, yeah, that, that's Richard Bryant. I'm Richard Butler's... Uh, <laughs> no, Jerry Butler's a, uh, singer. a singer. Singer, yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic singer. So there we go, another great edition of JBTV as we close the computer the one and only jolly roger with his cool logo here i'm gonna make a cooler logo he's been at so many shows throughout the world and these shows wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for great people like jolly well it's a nice story though okay go for it uh my my old man was a semi-reckless driver like somebody i know uh-huh. and he uh he turned the car over oh really in 1948 in february 1948, and his darling wife, me mom, and Michael, me, mm-hmm. were in the car. Wow. And the car, when it spun over, uh, me darling mom, E.D.Y., she said, God, I'll name him Christopher. Wow. If you get me out of this. Uh-huh. And they pulled her out six, uh, you know, eight months pregnant. And so I'm Christopher. Wow. So you had a tumbling experience early on uh, in Just life. starting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember my uh, parents in Jacksonville, Florida, They, uh, my uncle was sort of a drinks a lot. They yeah. got a brand new car and they drove it on the beach. Guess what? It sank. It sank. Yeah. A, a wave came in while we're in the car. A brand new car just starts floating out. <laughs> <laughs> it just shows how stupid things happen that people do and don't think of the circumstances of it. I have a, my bad days. <laughs> See, you could be an actor. You have so much talent. I, you know, so. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think he's got a movie career because he looks like that Goodman guy, right? Is that John Goodman? Is that the yeah? Other? Yeah, well, I mean, a little bit. Without all the weight. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm a spelt 306 nowadays. Yeah. Well, you know, weight is good. I gotta say, because when All I right. went through my cancer, having having a little weight was good. So yeah, you know, cool. Well, thank you. Stay out of trouble. JBTV. There you go, the JBTV podcast, where we bring you the best music, the best interviews, and it's all unscripted and totally unrehearsed. Follow us on all the social media and spread the word. This is JBTV Music Television, the JBTV podcast. JBTV. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. 
FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.